everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Retro Gamers Podcast, episode number 352. Larry here, uh, got a solo episode going on, Anthony is on assignment, he's actually somewhere in the world for work, and <laughs> he's unavailable right now, so, um, and, and I had a very busy uh, weekend, I was actually, I did try and scramble to, um, to get some people to help out, uh, just unfortunately it was very last minute, no one's fault at all, I uh, just couldn't get anybody, so I decided to do this one on my own, and as always, my my comfort zone is going to be the audio only, so again, this is an audio only episode, so for those who normally watch on YouTube, uh, just set this one in the background and enjoy either your drive or decorating for Christmas or whatever you might be doing. Um, you know, we're just going to, I'm going to kind of get into some things here, uh, which I will not waste anyone's time and get into right now. First and foremost, I, I do want to discuss the game awards that, uh, went on this past week. I think it was last Thursday, December 7th. I've, we said it probably last year. Me and Anthony said this, um, about the game awards, we we might have finally aged ourselves out of new games. Uh, to be honest with you, I looked at some of the trailers that dropped, you know, for new for new games and everything. And I'm not even going to get into the issue that everyone's having. That apparently, for like a two hour, three hour show or something like that, I think they said literally like twenty minutes was actual nominee like announcing nominees and 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 game uh, uh winners i should say where everything else was just world premieres or whatever they were calling it so it really is no longer the game awards it's just let's show the games uh and i know um uh jeff Keeley, who, who runs and creates and produced and whatever does with the game awards uh, the next day, I saw him on X saying something. I didn't, I didn't understand what it was at first. But he went on and, and said something along the lines of, like, you know, our timing, uh, you know, the length that we allowed people, um, you know, we'll fix that in the future. Uh, apparently, they were just letting some of these people, like, just talk for a minute with these winners. And then the music immediately starts playing, and off they go. So apparently some issues with the Game Awards. But we'll see what happens. I honestly did not watch the Game Awards. But I did recognize some of the winners. And some of the uh, losers, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Apparently, Spider-Man 2 for PS5 had seven nominations and won nothing. I mean, goose egg. And look, I'm not... and, And I'm not... A fan of the series. I really didn't play the first Spider-Man game. I'm not saying they're bad. They are gorgeous. Spider-Man 2 looks amazing on the PS5. But I haven't gotten into the games. And I have the the first Spider-Man on PS4. Uh, Then I upgraded it for some reason for an extra 10 bucks. I did upgrade it to the PS5. Figured I'd take advantage of it. And for the very short amount of time that I played it, it, I mean, it's, again, beautiful looking if you have the right television. But yeah, no wins for Spider-Man 2. We're going to get right into it. Uh, Game of the Year went to Baldur's Gate 3. And Baldur's Gate 3, I rem- again, a game I'm not playing, but I've seen a lot of people do play. And I do enjoy the Baldur's Gate series. Um, 
you know, almost almost on par for me with Diablo. Uh, and the, really the only Baldur's Gate I've played were Dark Alliance 1 and 2. But Baldur's Gate 3, again, people have been playing and saying it's been outstanding. Um, just to mention the other nominees, though, in that game of their category, they're all heavy hitters. Uh, Alan Wake 2, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Resident Evil 4, which I think is hysterical to say, Resident Evil 4, when they're up to, what, 7 or 8 is about to come out, or did come out. And, of course, uh, as we mentioned before, Spider-Man 2. I honestly thought this was probably going to go to Zelda. Uh, all joking aside, as much as I think Zelda, uh, the last two games, Tears and, well, I haven't played Tears, but from the looks of it, uh, and Breath of the Wild, I have not been crazy about, but that's me personally. Uh, taking nothing away from the games themselves, I kind of thought Tears was going to take it. But, uh, and of course, my sentimental pick would have been Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I just beat that game. I've, I just got through the, the, the regular, you know, story mode. Um, I have to go back now and start, you know, tightening up on things, collect everything. But I got through the main base of that game. Uh, and Wonder was a great game. If you haven't picked it up yet for the Switch, absolutely do. Uh, I really enjoyed Wonder. But Bold's Gate 3 picking up game of the year. Uh, just cycling, cycling, cycling through some of the games. I'm not going to mention all of them. Um, but some of the probably shockers, not shockers. Uh, let me see. Let me go through this. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Baldur's Gate 3 won a lot. Won community support, whatever that means. Um, oh, uh, most anticipated game, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, that, that is pretty sweet. Uh, we did get a couple Nintendo. Yes, I know. I am a Nintendo snob, so I will mention it. Uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom did win Best Action Adventure Game. So very happy to see that. Um, and I know Baldur's Gate 3 won Best Role-Playing Game, Best Multiplayer Game. Um, I know, there it is. Uh, best Family Game. And truly, you know what? This is the category that it should be winning. Super Mario Brothers Wonder uh, winning Best Family Game. And it, it truly is. Uh, beat out Party Animals, Sonic Superstars, Disney Illusion Island, and Pikmin 4. Um, the... Category, where is it? Let me go back to it real quick. Uh, best Adaptation. So Best Adaptation is basically, um, you know, bringing the game to either the silver screen, as they call it, uh, or the uh, television screen. Um, and the nominees were Castlevania Nocturne on Netflix, uh, Gran Turismo, which is uh, a movie, Twisted Metal, which is on Peacock, The Last of Us on HBO, and the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, which was in theaters. So two movies, three television shows. Um, I, uh, and this, I'm not saying this with any, like, um, uh, you know, um, not, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it. Anyway, uh, for my love of it. Uh, but I honestly thought Super Mario Brothers movie was going to take this. I mean, that game, uh, that movie was amazing. Don't get me wrong. I've seen three of the five of these. I saw the first couple of, no, I think I only saw the first episode. Of The Last of Us on HBO. Um, I wasn't crazy about it. Twisted Metal was phenomenal. Great show. Uh, Gran Turismo, I have not watched yet. I do want to watch it. Castlevania Nocturne, I don't have Netflix. I wasn't crazy how the um, the original Castlevania anime ended. Uh, I just think it got a little wacky. Uh, but hopefully Nocturne changes that. Uh, but again, like I said, Super Mario Brothers movie, I saw 
what, three times in two weeks in the theater, and I immediately pre-ordered it, which I usually don't do, because uh, nowadays with, um, like, movies at home, you can now purchase movies that are still playing in theaters. But sometimes they'll come out for 20 bucks, they'll drop down to 10 bucks. But when you're buying it like that, it's $25. And I'm not saying this to be, to be um, you know, skin flint. You know, I got the money, don't get me wrong. But I loved that movie so much, I immediately, immediately purchased it, pre-ordered it as soon as I can. And I'm going to do the same thing with Godzilla Minus One, to be honest with you. As soon as it becomes available, I don't care how much it is. I might even pay 30 bucks for the Super Mario Brothers movie. I can't remember. But in any event, The Last of Us uh, won Best Adaptation. And I don't know. Again, I know it's me. This is just my opinion. But I was, I don't know, I just wasn't crazy about The Last of Us. Um, it's just, I don't know. Just it, it didn't strike me. But again, the Super Mario Brothers movie hit so close to home and, and just hit that nostalgia nerve. Uh, I kind of thought they did that for everybody. Um, so I, I honestly thought it was going to take it, but that's okay. That's okay. Nevertheless, uh, less of us took that one. Um, but yeah, Boulders, I don't have the exact numbers, but Boulders Gate definitely taking majority of the games, uh, of the awards. Uh, Street Fighter VI edging out Mortal Kombat 1 for fighting game of the year. And what else? Uh, I'm just looking through. Esports, I don't care about. E-players, I could care less. E-coaches, ridiculous. Um, and then Pikmin 4, another one from Nintendo, one strategy game. Of the year. So the Game Awards 2023. Again, I'm kind of. I don't think Anthony watched it either because we really didn't. No one in our little chat mentioned anything. So, um. So I don't even think he. I don't. I doubt he watched it. Plus, he's been busy. He's working. Uh, but nevertheless, the Game Awards. And, and then with some of the trailers that try. And I can't even, honestly. The, the two I do want to mention. The two I do want to mention. One is uh, Jurassic Park Survival. A uh, brand new Jurassic Park game that's coming out. Uh, that actually looks really good. Um, at least the trailer made it look good. Uh, basically, I think it, it takes place on the original island from the first movie, the very first movie. I don't know if it takes place during that time frame or like if it's something later on. But, uh, but nevertheless, it's just a first-person survival game taking place in the world of Jurassic Park. You really can't go wrong with that. The other announcement... Uh, this one, I don't think anyone really saw coming. Uh, Sega has announced that they are reviving a lot of their IPs. So they had this wonderful trailer Sega did, uh, called Power, Power the Next Level. And it shows clips of brand new games in the world set for Jet Set Radio, Crazy Taxi, Golden Axe, Shinobi... And Streets of Rage. Um, now, we've gotten Streets of Rage 4 recently, but this is, again, I don't know if it's going to be a reboot or just, again, a new game in the series. But these are five games. We'll say four, because, again, we got Streets of Rage 4 a few years, a couple years ago, um, that have just been laying dormant. And why they were left to sit is unimaginable uh quite frankly because they all are amazing jet set radio i never actually really played jet set radio uh i played crazy taxi ad nauseum with my dreamcast uh and definitely one of those ones that i've repurchased a few times i think currently have it on my xbox 360 uh it is great to see a brand new golden axe it looks like it's gonna be kind of like in like a third person over the shoulder um which i think would be awesome like beat em up 
So that'd be really cool if they did it that way. Shinobi, I, I, I maybe I missed it in the trailer. I have to go back and watch it. But a lot of people were talking about Shinobi, and Shinobi had some amazing games, amazing games. Um, and of course, like I said, Streets of Rage. We've gotten Streets of Rage four, so at least um, you know we're not we're not yearning for a brand new Streets of Rage because we kind of had that filled for a little while. But it's good. And 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 Sega has said these are not the only five games. You know they're going to be working on other IPs. Uh, but and it's cool to see. Now look again, I would prefer. In a weird way, I would prefer to see... I know it's not going to happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a realist. It's 2020. We're going into 2024. They cannot stick with 8-bit and 16-bit remakes. Or, you know what I mean? I mean, every once in a blue moon, that's something cool. I get these are going to be next-gen um, next gen games. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I'm just trying to think if, if they could... Not even maybe a new, but like Golden Axe... You know, everyone always talks about, like, Golden Axe Warrior. Golden Axe Warrior is a game for the Master System that is a basic, blatant ripoff, which is probably why you won't see it, of The Legend of Zelda. Uh, it's an unlockable... It's an unlockable game on the PS3 Sonic Genesis collection, uh, which I unlocked recently, and I started playing. And the game's amazing. It is worth a ridiculous amount of money originally on the Master System, so, you know... If you can get yourself a a a, um, a, a reproduction version, um, if not, if you have a PS3, you can unlock the game on the PS3. But you know, I'd like to see maybe like newer versions of those games that are hard to get, hard to find. But that really only kind of folds with Golden Axe. All the other games, fairly easy to get, easy to repurchase. Uh, like I said, Crazy Taxi, I think you can even still buy now on the Xbox Series X as a 360 game but nevertheless it's very cool to see uh sega going back to their roots and we'll see what happens from it we'll see what other games eventually uh will come down the pike but um that was really i mean that's really all i got from the game awards that's really all i was interested in in the game awards so um is what it is certainly looking to move forward uh from there um other than that so that's kind of like like the the information that I want to give, uh, just as far as you know, what, what we all experienced. Uh, some things, though, that I'm experiencing, um, and I always like to kind of you know let you in a little bit on what's going on in my life with me. Uh, of course, nothing, nothing major, nothing terrible. But uh, first and foremost, uh, as of this recording, I got my email saying uh, that my analog duo is ready to ship. I got my tracking number. Um, hasn't been updated yet, so I don't know when I'm getting it. Hopefully by the end of the week would be very nice. See how I paid a lot of money for standard shipping, uh, from California to New York. Should not take that long. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I got my game, my, uh, my, my very, very small collection of TurboGrafx games, both Hue cards and a good handful of, um, CD games. Uh, one of which I mentioned a few weeks ago, the Godzilla game. That I got for the PC Engine. I, I cannot wait to play. Apparently that came out in North America. I didn't realize. Uh, I have the Godzilla game. The, the, the Japanese version. The PC Engine version. And uh, it's a very cool fighter. Um, I just can't wait to pop it in. And stop playing. I, I, I rearranged yet again. My entertainment center. To properly now fit. The Turbo Duo. And when I was measuring out the Duo. Um, from the schematics, 
that are on Analog's website, uh, I was I was actually quite shocked as to, unless I did a terrible job in uh, measuring, um, I was very shocked to see the dimensions. It's so we're gonna go with millimeters here, folks. So good luck. Um, it's 177 millimeters in length, 267 millimeters in width, and of course, 34.7 millimeters in height. I'm not worried about the height. I'm not even really worried about the width. It was the um, not worried about the length. It's the width that I was worried about. Trying to get it onto my entertainment center because since it's a CD-based system, I want to try and find put it somewhere that rocks the least. Um, I mean, not that I'm saying this thing's going to generate so much spin that it's going to, you know, rock back and forth the table, whatever it's going to sit on, but nevertheless. So I got a nice spot for it. Can't wait for it to come in. The Atari 2600 Plus is running beautifully. Uh, it's still loading games that it needs to load. I got that set, though I might continue moving some things around. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the duo. I really can't. It'll be the first time ever in any incarnation or any version of a TurboGrafx system that I've owned a TurboGrafx system. Um, Analog announced, as we announced last week, Analog is going to be shipping their uh, pocket adapters in February, this coming February, 2024, in a couple months. So I'll be able to turn my pocket into a essentially a Turbo uh, Turbo Express. And I've, and I've talked about it before, and a topic that I know is still fresh in everyone's mind, and a topic that I'm going to touch on a little bit today, but I, I, I would rather have Anthony on to talk about it, because we have gone back and forth ad nauseum. But this is kind of the first time that I think um, the argument is definitely against me. Um, before I get into that, you know, my I do have on the pocket, uh, even on probably on my analog NT Mini Noir. Um, I do believe I have the Turbo Graphics, you know, the ROMs on those. But like I said, even owning ROMs, even having that, is still something about having certain games still physical, which I'll always do. I might have the entire NES library. But there's still going to be games I want to buy physically. It's just something about it. I'm not looking for the entire library, but I'm looking for enough. And also, with Analog updating, um, they just had their uh, software, their firmware update, excuse me, for the Analog Pocket, which also updated the dock. Um, and it's now uh, very nice that the dock, um, controller-wise, accepts the USB TurboGrafx-16 Mini controller, or the PC Engine Mini controller which is very cool it's an nes style if you remember still two buttons very nes like uh but it, it it works beautifully with the dock and it's very comfortable to use with game boy games um but um i i, I forgot if i want to play game boy advance games i need to find something with shoulder buttons because there's only two buttons on the turbo graphic controller but i'll figure that out later um but nevertheless you know speaking of roms and stuff like that it, it just came out Oh, a couple a week or two ago. Uh, at this point, uh, a huge, huge announcement from PlayStation. Not even an announcement, a legal no update notice. Legal update notice. And I am reading this verbatim from PlayStation.com. Uh, Discovery entitlements affected titles. Quote, as of December 31st, 2023, due to our content licensing arrangements, 
with content providers. You will no longer be able to watch any of your previously purchased discovery content and the content will be removed from your video library. We sincerely thank you for your continued support. Thank you, PlayStation Store. Long story short, Warner Brothers Discovery is removing the access of a ton of television shows from people who actually paid money to purchase these seasons. Yes, something that was bought digitally is now being removed from the user. And this is the part of the argument, this is the biggest part, of, probably the only part of the argument of physical versus digital, whether it is movies or video games. The fact that when you buy something physical, you own it. When you buy something digital, yes, you are technically leasing it. And this can happen, and we've a lot of us always knew it could happen. And it is happening. Now, on my point with this is, and no disrespect to anyone who enjoyed these shows or anyone who's created these shows, but it's a handful of um, reality shows, really. I mean, I'm looking through it. I think they're pretty much all reality shows. But nothing... Nothing major, like no major television shows, no major movies. Okay, well, Mythbusters is like the biggest show. All right, Naked and Afraid. Okay, there are some big name shows on here, but again, they're all um, they're all basically uh, uh, reality shows, if you will. Like none of them, like no sitcoms, nothing like that. But these are a lot, and but a lot of them are just not. Yeah, I mean, they're they're those discovery shows, uh, outrageous acts of science. Um, Redwood Kings, Dr. Jeff, Rocky Mountain Vet, Dual Survivor, um, you know, Auction Kings, just name a few, American Chopper, well, that's a big one, American Chopper's a big one, so, so, yeah, so, again, this is the first time, now, I don't know if this means that if you've downloaded it, it's removed, I don't know if it's streaming only, because a lot of times you can purchase these shows, you don't download them, but you can stream them. Now, it is possible is also with downloading. Now, I don't have all the deep dive details of this. All I know is that this is the thing. This is the biggest content of the argument. Now, my opinion on this real fast. And again, we'll, we'll probably go into more detail with Anthony when he comes back, which I think should be next week. First of all, these are just shows that to me, you know, I, I, maybe some people still watching them. None of them are true heavy hitters. There's a few, like Mythbusters is probably the biggest one. That one I didn't realize was on this list. Um, but also in today's streaming world, most likely, and I'm not saying everybody, I'm not saying 100%. I would say almost maybe three quarters, maybe. I'll even go half. Let's say half. Half of the people that own a lot of these shows probably have, uh, who they just merge with? Uh, Max, right? Max or Paramount? Discovery merged with someone. I forgot who it was. It was one of those two. It was either Max or uh, Discovery. I mean, Max or um or uh, or Paramount Plus. But I think a lot of these shows are now available on streaming platforms, which I'm sure people have. So it, it might not be like everyone. Now, a lot of people will, but I don't think everyone's going to lose full access. I'm pretty sure all the seasons of Mythbusters are available, whether you have the Discovery app standalone or if it merged, I'm pretty sure it would merge with Max. Um, 
So, in other words, I don't think these things are lost forever. Man vs. Wild, I know, definitely is on one of the streaming platforms. And I know, I mean, certainly a ton of shows that I've bought, shows, not even movies, shows that I've bought, I can get on streaming. Because I have, basically, I'm subscribed to pretty much almost all of them. And look, I'm not saying it is, it's just, that's what it is. That's what I have. So, I don't think this is really as big as a hit, as much as it's almost like going from VHS to DVD. A lot of people, up, not everyone, but a lot of people upgraded from VHS to DVD. And then maybe even one step further, went from DVD to Blu-ray. Repurchase, I certainly have. I know there was a lot of stuff. I mean, I didn't own a ton of VHS tapes, but the few that I had, I definitely rebought on DVD. And I definitely rebought a lot going from DVD to Blu-ray. And then, of course, now converting my entire, almost my entire video movie library to digital. And I do not foresee, I'm not saying it will never happen, but I do not foresee this happening with major movies. I have yet to lose, at least not that I can tell, access to any movie that I've purchased. And especially with video games. Video games, you know, they get downloaded to the system. Now, a game like, if you remember, Super Mario 35 on the Switch, that came out. And, but that from the start though, Nintendo was like, this is out for a limited time. Eventually that's going to get pulled. And it was, but at least we knew that going in. Can't say anything about it. We knew that going in, but it's a situation where I know what I'm getting myself into. I know when I purchase a movie digitally on Apple, on, you know, Amazon, on Voodoo, I know I'm not owning it though i'm starting to see a couple of advertisements of digital movies saying you know own now and forever i haven't i, I think that a couple i think it was universal i might have saw with that and i didn't look into it so i don't know the legal details behind it but i, I did see him say you know buy on digital own forever so i'm not sure what that's all about but nevertheless um i'm confident in with the world going digital uh that i'm not gonna lose any access to my stuff but again even if I did, I mean, a lot, three quarters of the stuff that I have is already on streaming. So it, it's not like you're not going to, it's not like I'm going to lose, I think, full access to anything. And to be honest, if I did lose access to something, it'd probably be something that I wasn't even watching. I am pretty sure I got a few movies in my collection, a few television episodes in my collection online that I've never even watched. So if I'm not watching it now, well, you know, am I going to miss it? But again, that's conversation to have especially with anthony um because he is definitely on the opposite side than i am as far as physical and i know he's gonna shove my nose in the dirt about this you know and he'll give me the i told you so but uh, but at least we can go back and forth on that so uh, but that's that was interesting to see that come about um and then the other thing uh that happened to me was uh, this one was kind of shocking because uh, you know it's one of the situations it's like it's never going to happen to me uh, and it happened to me. Uh, recently, I for fun, I thought it was broken. I was actually going to get ready to ship it out to have it fixed. But for um, for fun and giggles, I booted up my original Xbox, my OG Xbox. And I am pretty sure it is my original Xbox that I bought way, way, way long ago in 2001 or maybe 2002. I didn't buy it day one. Um, and I when I booted it up like a few months ago, 
Um, I got like a, an error message saying that it couldn't access the hard drive or something. So I'm like, oh, there that goes. But I just, I don't know, I just tried it again. Just, I don't know why I did, but I did. But it booted up and it worked. So I was like, sweet. This is cool. I got my Xbox running again. So I figured I'd take out a couple games. It happened to be a couple of just compilation games. Uh, Taito Legends and uh, Capcom Classic Collection. So I booted it. I, I put it in Capcom Classics. And, you know, here it's spin. Uh, but then it, it said it couldn't read the disc. So I'm like, oh, all right. Maybe my Xbox is not as working as I thought it was going to. So when I took the disc out and I flipped it over to clean it, that's when I saw what I believe is the first case in my collection of any sort of DVDs whatsoever, CDs, DVDs, Blu-ray discs, whatever you want to call them, in any you know version of possible disc rot. There's a, there's a section, a small one, but albeit a section along the edge of the disc that dips down a little bit. And it is definitely a, um, you know, like a discoloration, a, I'm not going to say a warping. But the only way I can describe it is like a discoloration um, of the CD. And I thought maybe, you know, something was, I thought even literally maybe something I can wipe off, like a, like a really deep thumbprint or something. But no, it was just a, a rotting, if you will, for lack of a better term, of the disc. So that, and it was so, such a small area that it, it just, it shut down the whole game. And uh, for those who are unaware of disc rot or, or maybe never heard of it, um, from Wikipedia, I'm reading it verbatim, quote, Disc rot is the tendency of CD, DVD, or other optical discs to become unreadable because of chemical deterioration. The cause includes oxidation of the reflective layer, reactions with contaminants, ultraviolet light damage, and debonding of the adhesive used to adhere the layers of the disc together. So, um, without getting into it, uh, CDs, DVDs, especially DVDs, um, and even Blu-rays, I think, um, can have multi-layers. You hear about a multi-layer DVD or multi-layer Blu-ray. In fact, if you ever watched, even for those, you know, those who have uh, physical media, if you've watched movies on DVD and sometimes you'll always, sometimes you'll get like a half second stutter, maybe even less than half a second stutter, but you know, the, the movie's going great. Everything's going perfect. Nothing's wrong with it, but for just a very split second, you kind of get like a, like a stutter. Not even a pause, just, uh, again, a stutter. And that is the, the 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 system reading from one layer jumping to the next. Uh, and then it goes on and you're good to go. Uh, it, doesn't really, it doesn't really stop the momentum of the movie, but if you watch long enough, you can tell. And um, But yeah, this thing started, it was a deterioration of some sort. And um, like I said, the rest of the disc looks fine. And I'm not sure if over time it's going to expand, but... I now don't know if any of my other, I mean, I'm not saying it's like contagious or something, but I don't know if any other of my discs have that. Um, now where they are right now, I can't really get to them, uh, cause I got my Christmas decorations up, but certainly after Christmas, I might start going through them. Uh, what's funny is I don't know if I'm going to be able to recognize a disc rot on a PlayStation one game since they have the black bottoms. So I don't know if I'll be able to actually see it. But, um, but nevertheless, it was very, uh, very sad. Now it's, it's a game that, uh, almost equated to the situation with PlayStation and the um, the uh, the streaming shows. This is a game that I haven't played in forever, and I kind of picked it up because it was just there. I was able to get to it, 
And it's also a game that I'm pretty sure 90%, if not a little bit more, of the games that are on that disc, I have somewhere else to play. So I'm not really missing out on anything. I don't think I'm missing out on anything particular. So I'm not overly upset at it, but it is, again, the first time I've come across that. So um, now I'm very interested to see if I have anything else that might be hopefully not rotting away. Uh, of course, something else Anthony can blame about me taking the games out of their original cases, I'm sure. But uh, but nevertheless, that was kind of weird and annoying, but uh, I'll keep you updated. See if anything else ever happens. I'm just happy my, my Xbox is working. I, I was trying to find Buffy. That's the game I wanted to play, the first Buffy game. Because that, that was only on, X, only on Xbox. And that game rocked. Um, but I couldn't find it right away. Like I said, after Christmas, I got to get through all that and get to it. But, uh, but nevertheless, right now I'm looking forward to Turbo Duo or the analog duo, excuse me, showing up. And I think I'll uh, end it here at this point. I'll start wrapping things up. So, uh, I won't bore you men and women, uh, too much, but, uh, with that, of course, want to get a, uh, an episode out at such a busy weekend. So, um, so forgive me if this sounds a little rushed or a little, um, not as polished, but, uh, Hey, look, I still love doing this. We love doing this. Me and Anthony love doing it. And we'll do it for as long as we can. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you out there who listen, who watch. Well, we'll be listening specifically this week. Um, and who enjoy the podcast, interact with us. And you can interact with us. Remember, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search the Retro Gamers Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Retro Gamers Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Retro Gamers Podcast. You can find us on X at Retro Gamers Pod. Uh, YouTube, Retro Gamers Podcast. You can email us, email at theretrogamers.com. Please like, subscribe, ring the bell, you know, get uh, notifications so you know when new episodes drop. Uh, and please share, share, share. To all your friends and family, let the world know about us. Uh, let them know why you enjoy listening to us. And again, myself and Anthony, we love you all. We appreciate all of your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we will catch you everywhere next week on the Retro Gamers Podcast.